Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Goose. 113-93 Chicago Bulls winner over the Atlanta Hawks on the second game of our back-to-back. Goose, we won a game. We had a lead, and we sustained it all day. How you feeling, brother? Um, I'm not saying I'm feeling comfortable yet, but... You know, that was that was refreshing to bounce back on a back-to-back after the embarrassment of a blowjob last night. It was, it was encouraging to eat a W. Absolutely, man. Led by Tomas Sadoransky with his best game of the, his short Bulls career. He went 27 points, 7 boards, 8 assists, and about 30 minutes of play. It was definitely great. A great thing to see. Uh, obviously, we did not have a Bulls on tap for the Lakers game, which took place yesterday. Um, not really much to talk about in that game, besides the Bulls had the lead the whole damn time. They had a 19-point lead at one point, and uh, 16 to nothing run in the fourth quarter helped put them away as LeBron and company ran all over the Bulls and took that game, and the Bulls, you know, started off 2-5. and five. Or two and six. I'm sorry on the, on the year. It was just not. It was just not great. So leading into this Atlanta game, you know, going to Atlanta, it was very very important. If the Bulls got a lead, they had to keep their foot, you know, their foot on uh, Atlanta's throat and and seriously do something to you know maintain a lead and win a game because how we've started off right now it's just not. It's just not been good. But ball movement tonight looked really good. I wanted to get your opinion on what you thought of the Bulls offensively tonight. I mean, it's really weird to look in the box score and see Tomas Sadoransky leading the team with 27 points on 13 shots. Um, not going to complain, but Wendell Carter Jr. only had two points and fouled out. Um, I mean, we still got the W in convincing fashion. There was a couple of moments there where it was getting closer down to 10 again, and it was like, oh, shit. Here we go. Let's buckle up. Uh, and then Jim would actually call a timeout, and we'd get a, you know, uh, blood stopper, blood clog, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, and we'd, we'd stop the bleeding there. A Band-Aid, that's what they call those things. Shit, that was the word that was escaping my mind. Um, you know, we put a Band-Aid on it, and we got back to a comfortable 20-point-plus cushion, and then it was okay to see Cornette come in the game. Right, right. Cornette came in, too, and he actually looked halfway decent on the uh, defensive end. He records a a big block right away, you know, comes in, gets an offensive board. I I didn't mind him as much. Um, A guy finally getting some uh, minutes tonight, uh, and a lot lot of that has to do with, you know, Otto Porter Jr. going down. We'll get into that in a minute, but it was Chandler Hutchison. Uh, he went 2-for-6 from the field, 0-for-1 from downtown. He had 9 points and 4 rebounds in his 19 minutes of play. One thing I want to say about Hutch real quick is that once his legs get under him, he's going to be a real problem coming off our bench. 
he looks crisp. He looks fast. You know, I mean, he did have a big missed dunk tonight, but that's going to start falling. That's going to start going in as soon as he gets his legs under him. But I wanted to get your opinion real quick on Hutch and uh, and what you thought of his play tonight because I know it's not as sexy on the box score by, you know, by all means, but he looked pretty good. No, yeah, what Hutch brings to this team isn't always going to show up in the box score. It's... You know, the positional rebounding size, the energy that he brings to the defensive end. I think he, I know he took two charges. I think there might have even have been a third. Um, and when you turn defense into offense, Chandler Hutchinson is a monster in transition. He's got to get better at the free throw line. But getting to the basket is not a problem for Hutch, especially in transition. Uh, but he's going to do a lot of the little things for you. And it's just nice to see the semblance of a backup small forward on this team instead of just throwing a six foot two guard in there. Right. Right. And I, even though that six foot two guard had a couple good moments, cause we're alluding to Ryan Archidiacono there. I'm assuming, is that correct? I don't know what you're talking about. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> he actually came in and looked pretty good. Um, you know, today as well. And, uh, you know, I just want to get into this real quick while we, you know, while it's on my mind since we're talking about the position here. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. goes down with a left foot contusion, does not come back in the second half of this game after just starting off completely on fire, going 5 of 6 from downtown, 3 of 4 from three point land, having 13 points, four boards, and two assists in 12 minutes of play. Uh, OPJ was everywhere tonight. I mean, he, you know, he, he was playing well before he went down with the injury. And my main concern is, you know, if he's going to be missing a lot of time. You know, I don't even know how to, like, to say that I'm worried because I'm just, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm terrified because I just don't want the Bulls to have to go through all these, this injury shit like they've gone through, you know, many times over the previous years. And finally, when everybody starts clicking, some shit like this has to happen. Do you think that he's going to be out a while? Or do you think that, you know, hopefully he comes back by Saturday, give a nice couple off days here to rest up? I mean, they said it was a foot contusion. I did see him kind of limping around after a play. I didn't see exactly what caused him to start limping. I'm still stuck streaming the game on my stupid computer instead of watching it on a TV. So I wasn't able to rewind and check that out. But... Hopefully it's just a game. I think probably more so precautionary. And obviously we heard towards the beginning of the season, we weren't even sure if we were going to see Otto Porter Jr. in back-to-backs. So the combination of, you know, it being fresh and being precautious and also that lingering how many minutes is Otto going to play in back-to-backs to begin with, I think we should probably see him soon. Right. If not what we are slightly screwed because then we're back to three guards with Hutch as our uh, maybe you throw Thad in there I don't know what Jim would do in that situation it's not really easy to predict maybe maybe DV gets some playing time huh Ooh, you mean he can take off the street close yeah maybe he gets at you know he's active and he comes on out there and starts surprising people I know one person who believes that but I, I think the uh, uh, poor Fred the troops <laughs> might might end there yeah, absolutely. Another thing I want to point out in today's game is the uh, 24 turnovers that the Bulls caused Atlanta. Well, you know, the Bulls caused a lot of turnovers tonight, but I don't, I don't know if they've 
caused all of them. I mean, Atlanta was just really sloppy without the ball. Or, I'm sorry, with the ball, which, you know, which led to them being without the ball because of the 20, you know, 24 turnovers. But with that being said, you know, they have 24 turnovers that leads to uh, 31 Chicago Bulls points. You know, Bulls keep playing like this, you know, and playing def well defensively because that's what they did. I mean, they did play, you know, well defensively. They kept Trey Young in check, who is, you know, one of the more dynamic young players you know, in all of the NBA, he only had nine points, three of twelve shooting, zero for eight downtown. So you know, he he was not all that today. Cam Reddish got absolutely kind of blitzed. I mean, he he had a bad game as well. The Jabari Parker kind of showed you know showed out a little bit, scoring eighteen. But Bulls defense seemed to be there, causing these turnovers. And I wanted to get your opinion on the, you know, I want to say the adjustments that Jim made from the Lakers game to tonight against Atlanta like the adjustments he made and the consistency he made in his uh you know in his defensive rotations and all that stuff so I wanted to get what you thought about that uh it was nice to see Jim shorten up the rotation in general we didn't see Cornette at all in the first half you know and I think we saw him towards the end of the third quarter but well with the game in hand so that was all right. Uh, so seeing up the shortened rotations, even coming off of a back-to-back, -back, and then you have Otto Porter Jr. out. Uh, luckily, we had a big enough lead to where the junk rotations <laughs> coming back in the second half weren't you know, a negative factor that led to us giving up another lead. Um, so, I mean, it was nice to see him shorten up the rotations. Hopefully that's something that he's going to do going forward. I don't know why Daniel Gafford's still riding the bench. Like, even in junk time, he didn't want to put him out there. It was like, what the hell's going on here? Um, I feel like we're we're watching uh, wannabe Tibbs all over again. I, I, I don't know, because he's not playing anybody heavy minutes, which is a good thing when you... I met with the rotation, but you're rookie. Oh, you think he's Tibbs and Gafford in that sense yeah i mean if you remembered man tibbs wouldn't fucking <laughs> tibbs and the rookies i mean it, it was just ridiculous i feel like boylan's got a little bit of that in him. same mentality you know well i hope not because gafford can definitely contribute similar to the, to the way that hutch does but from the five and the five spot is a position in this league where you know you can kind of get away with being not so great of a shooter uh, as where the wing gets a little iffy luckily hutch uh, kind of improvises and can get to the hoop pretty easily, but I, I really don't understand Gafford riding the pine, and I'm sure that's something that we'll continue to talk about as the season goes on. Right, right. Lowry Markkinen emerges tonight. He has a big game. He finally comes out. He's aggressive. He's trying to get into the paint. He's hitting his shots. I mean, I understand that he did take uh, you know a good amount of three-pointers. He had four of his seven attempts, but they were falling tonight, so it's easy to say that uh, it was all clicking for him. I, I'd still like to see him get to the rim a little bit more, but he did attack the basket here and there. 17 points, five boards, four assists for Lowry Markin in here tonight. Definitely a big game from him. And then uh, Zach Levine. Can't leave out the three blocks, though, man. Oh, yeah, that's true. He did. He was defensively, he was there. He was on He was on it. I, I agree with you on that. You know, um, and then I want to get into Zach a little bit. Very quiet tonight. Only turned the ball over two times, or four times, I'm sorry. He had uh, two personal fouls, ten points, eight boards, four assists, two steals, two blocks. 
So, you know, Zach, you know, doing the usual stat sheet stuffer thing, and I think that this game is a little bit of a breath of fresh air that it shows that Zach doesn't need to score in the 20s for the Bulls to be competitive or win. So that's kind of the takeaway I took from that. I don't know about you. No, yeah, Zach was average, like you said. He stuffed the stat sheet, did a little bit of everything, um, didn't try to do too much, led the team in plus-minus. Um, so that's, you know, it's not what you're used to seeing from Zach, but he played within the system. Uh, he was there defensively, and, you know, he kind of was able to coast through the game, and the Bulls didn't need him to go into that we-need-a-bucket mode. So it's kind of nice to have a night where you don't need it, uh, but I fully expect Zach to be leading in the points category more times than Tomas Sadransky. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, definitely a given. Definitely nice to see that uh, he, he doesn't have to. And damn, what a game by Sadransky. I wish I would have picked him as my goddamn switch to click. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this next game the Chicago Bulls have against the Houston Rockets. This is going to be at 7 p.m. Saturday November 9th, 7 p.m. start at the United Center. Rockets are coming to town, dude. You know, it's a it's a big game for the Bulls. You know, want to keep momentum on their side. Obviously, they're going to have a couple days of rest here to really get things going. But, uh, again, it, it, it's it's going to be a rough game. The, the Rockets are averaging 119 points per game, but their points against are 123 points per game. So, obviously, not great, Bob, for them. Uh, 42% shooting. Them and the Bulls are actually identical in shooting percentage this year. 45 rebounds a game for Houston. 24 assists. And, yeah, they're on a two-game win streak right now. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough game. You know, Russell Westbrook and James Harden are nothing to mess around with. Wrong, uh, Clint Capella. It looks like Eric Gordon is day-to-day, so he's not. I'm not 100% sure if he's going to pl- uh, play. So let's get into the keys of the game. What are you going to do to try to slow the Houston Rockets down on Saturday night? I mean, Capella out would be big. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. should have a good night on the glass if Capella's not out there. Um, keys to the game, though. I mean, play within the system. Uh, keep the ball moving on the offensive end. Got to stay attentive on the defensive end like we saw tonight. Uh, probably a game where we won't see Cornette. I don't know how to feel going into the game, though, because the Lakers game, I was expecting to get our ass kicked. And then we had a 19-point lead and a 13-point lead headed into the fourth. And I almost would rather just got our ass kicked. So I don't know what kind of mentality to take in the game personally, just because I, I don't know where I'm at with the Bulls right now. Right, right. See, I mean... For me, it's just they, they got to play good defense. Um, you know, you got shooters on Houston. You got guys that can get to the rim on Houston. Um, you know, help defense is going to be a huge thing, especially because the Bulls love to blitz on pick and rolls. So help defense is going to be a huge thing, having the bids, big slide over, you know, having the forward come over off the wing, get into the paint to help, you know, because you know James Harden is going to be trying to either get to the rim or hitting that three all day long. So it's very important. Bulls uh, help defense is big, and, you know, hopefully Zach and James Harden can go toe-to-toe. That's what I'm actually most looking forward to. I want to see that matchup. I, I want to see those two go at it, and uh, hopefully Zach can get the better of James Harden. I'm not saying that Zach is better than James Harden. I'm just saying hopefully he can get the better of James Harden. I'd like to see uh, kind of a shootout there. I think it would be a, a good thing. 
Um, hey, isn't James Harden leading the league in points, yes. shooting under 40% from the field and 27% from three-point land? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, he is uh, 38.1% from the field, Goose, 36.6 points per game. So he is not shooting the ball very great. He is 14th in the league in player efficiency rating, though, at 27.37. So, you know, James started off a little slow, but if, you know, numbers don't lie, career averages don't lie, I'm sure it'll start sneaking back up like we expect to with Lowry here eventually. You know, his numbers will go back up, I'm sure. Harden's will, but... You know, he's, he's learning how to play with uh, Russell Westbrook again. So there's definitely a little bit of a curve going on over there in Houston. Yeah, I I was really excited to see how the duo of him and Westbrook worked out. I think their friendship will kind of override the lack of chemistry because they'll find a way to work it out because they have the desire to. Right. Um, but I'm curious to see how their season unfolds because I don't think – they have some sneaky depth, but they don't have – too much prominent depth and if capella is out do you know what he's out with i had not heard about his injury prior to this if i said capella i meant gordon oh you meant gordon yeah you You got me all excited i thought that we were gonna have a handicap on the boards where we've been struggling (laughs) bro Um, obviously rockets without gordon that's you know advantage bulls bench so that's still an upper hand but um no no i'm disappointed no, I'm sorry, uh, dude. You know, I I got home from the game late last night and then had to go work today. And then I'm kind of like I'm seeing stars right now. My, 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 and, and you got the sniffles, so you're you're coming down with the cold. You're yeah, just, you're just getting hit with it all right now. Yeah, I know. I yeah, got a cold coming on. I got the sniffles, like you mentioned, uh, dude. I'm, I'm falling apart, brother. I'm pa- falling apart. You know, I'm 28 years old. I'm not a young pup anymore. I can't. No, be, yeah. What does that make up you? Late. Does that make you four in dog years? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. I'm four in dog years. All right. Fucking fantastic. All right, man. That's all I got <laughs> for the episode. <laughs> you got we're, we're ending on dog years? Damn. Yeah, we're I'm, ending on dog years. better than that. <laughs> hey, man, there's going to be like 70 more of these. You know, we have a chance to make it better and better each time we go along. All right. Sounds good. I'll, I'll try to get a little, a little less corny. <laughs> All right, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature podcasting needs. Following at Bulls on Tap on Twitter, at Bulls Scripted, which is my dude Goose, at Buzz on Tap, which is me, and at Ontap Sportsnet. Following all that on Twitter, Facebook, uh, whatever else is there, Instagram and stuff like that. Oh, my God, we forgot to do Switch to Click. Why don't we get into our Switch to Click before we lead it on out? Who do you got Saturday, Bulls Rockets? Um. I'm going to go with Lowry. Just just going to put it out in the universe. Hope he has another good game. Want to see him break 20 points. I like it. I like it a lot. I am going to go with Zach Levine because I want to see him go head-to-head with James Harden. And I, you know, I just really want that story to play out there. So, yeah, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? No, I mean, other than the fact that, yeah, taking Zach after a night where he only had 10 points is probably a pretty safe bet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was my thought process on this as well. All right. Well, we'll be back Saturday night. Very late because I'll be getting, you know, back from the game uh, probably late. And we'll get this uh, recorded and posted, man. So we will see you all Saturday night. Deuce.
Chicago, Chicago, my city.